0: And singing, Blessed Redeemer, Blessed Redeemer, Hymn 126, Blessed Redeemer, we'll do all three verses, and then we'll have an opening word of prayer, Hymn 126, Hymn 126, Blessed Redeemer. Hymn 126. I love you.
1: Father God, we come before you this afternoon. We want to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here again this afternoon. We want to thank you, Lord, for our brothers and sisters in Christ who decided to uh, be baptized this morning, Lord. What a blessing it was to see that. We just ask, Lord, that you would continue to work in all of our hearts, Lord, and ask that you would help us to make wise decisions in all that we do. We ask, Lord, that you would be with the services this afternoon as well. We pray that you would bless our pastor as he presents the word. We just ask, Lord, that you'd fill him with the power of your Holy Spirit and that we would hear from you, Lord. We love you.
2: We
1: We thank you for all that you do for us each and every day. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen and amen. And as we continue, we would love for you to join us in singing Hymn 655, Hymn 655, Sunshine in My Soul. Sunshine in My Soul today. M 655. Sunshine in my soul today. You got sunshine in your soul today? Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: Just
0: <laughs> Still have sunshine in our soul. Amen. You never lose your sunshine. It's eternal, like salvation sunshine in my soul today, sometime today, <laughs> hey man, here we go, M655, sunshine in my soul, here we go, oh ah, there is sunshine in my soul today, more glorious and bright and glows in the earthly sky. today.
1: You're seated, welcome to our afternoon service. We're awful glad that you came back for our two o'clock service here at Central Park Baptist Church. I know your heart will be blessed by the message and fellowship with God's people. Amen. Is there anyone here t- today that did not uh, get an information form, uh, information fill out form for the Vacation Bible School in New Mexico? that would like to have one anybody here that didn't get that done we'll get you a copy of that right away so we can get those in and get those around so then everybody's got them well good praise the Lord all right and then uh, let me give you a few other announcements don't forget that tomorrow um, Monday at 645 we'll be having ladies Bible study and men's Bible study Uh, they'll be bringing food to eat and then after that they'll have their separate Bible studies Uh, and you do not have to be a member here uh, to come so uh, everybody could come, amen. And then uh, next uh, one, uh, next sunday Saturday, I know there's a day in a week that is coming. Uh, <laughs> next Saturday is Men's Prayer Breakfast, amen. Men's Men's Prayer Breakfast. Uh, by the way, February comes on Thursday. Can you believe that already? Yeah. Wow, it's just been flying by already. Yeah. And so this will be Men's Prayer Breakfast for February. It'll be at eight thirty in the morning. We'll meet in the Fellowship Hall. We'll eat some. Uh, Bacon and drink some uh, bacon juice and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, eat some more bacon. And then, uh, then we'll have our time of, uh, of uh, Bible study, a quick Bible study, devotion that we'll have. And then we'll have uh, break up into groups to pray. Now, if you haven't come, I want to encourage you fellows to come. It's a great time of fellowship. It's a great time of food. The food's always good. We used to go to a restaurant and it was expensive and then the food wasn't always good. But this is, uh, am, I, am I right, Pretty Sure? It wasn't always good. I won't tell you the name of the restaurant, but I do know they're out of business now. <laughs> <Yeah. Right>. and, <laughs> amen. There's a reason behind that. Anyway, uh, uh, but we, it, the food that our men make for us, it, it's good. And I want to encourage you to come. Be a part of the fellowship. Uh, be a part of our prayer time. Uh, be able to, uh, you know, banter about with people like Brother Aaron, who doesn't know what he's talking about most of the time anyhow. Amen. But we have a good time as we laugh at them. Uh, So uh, but it's just a good time of fun and fellowship. And I want to encourage all of our men that can be there to come and be a part of that. And then 24 and 24. Uh, We had 24 and 24 in January and now we'll have it in February. That's in year 2024. We want to have 24 people. Am I too soft? Can you hear me? OK, we we have uh, we ask men and ladies to join us uh, on the first Sunday of the month at 8.30 in the morning here in the auditorium, and we pray. I think last month we ended up with 26. Am I right, preacher? Yeah. I was really I was overwhelmed and excited about the first Sunday of the month of January last, last month when we had 26. Wouldn't it be wonderful if in 24, uh, in 24 we ended up to have 26 and 24 all through the year? Amen. That would be wonderful. Now, I want to encourage you to come and be a part of that, if you would, please. Uh, That's Sunday morning, 8.30 in the morning. Now, let me just say this. You can pray quietly. You can pray in your heart. You can pray in your mind. You don't have to pray out loud. Some people will pray out loud, but most don't, and that's okay. We're not going to hold you for a long period of time. I don't even think it takes 30 minutes, does it? About about 20, 25 minutes, somewhere in there, and so um, I'm sure you could join us for that. And then we go right into getting ready for Sunday school. So that gets here in time for Sunday school. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, if you could be a part of that, to be a part of that. Because then you get to be a part of the blessings of thing God, things God does in the month of February for Central Park Baptist Church. Thank you. Preacher, you come.
3: And it will be warm enough to go out and, and uh, you know, pass out some flyers Saturday. So make sure you're here ready to go for that. All right. So uh, that's uh, 830 for breakfast. Or- yeah, 8.30 yeah. for breakfast, 9.30 for soul winning, all right? Are y'all awake? Nope. Uh-huh. Y'all, y'all look awful lethargic, you know? <laughs> like the uh, tryptophan is kicking in or something, yeah, you know? Like I think tryptophan is in every food group, <laughs> right? No matter what it is. If if you don't believe me, come stand up here and look out there, you okay, uh, But I'm glad you're back. Appreciate you being here. Uh, let's have a word of prayer and we'll receive our offering. Dear Lord, we thank you, God, again for our day. Thank you, Lord, for our faithful folks that are back. And pray, Lord, that you'd just uh, continue to help us, Lord, in our Sunday afternoons. Lord, that folks will be back and be in their place, Lord. Help us to understand the importance of worship, God, and, and how, Lord, we need to put you first in all things. And, and Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us now as we receive this offering that we'll put you first in our, our giving. And, Lord, we Uh, We again thank you, Lord, for that. Give you praise. Bless the offering, Lord. Bless the gift and the giver, Lord, because it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask all these things. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
0: Able to rise, uh, please join us with him 368. Him 368, he brought me out. He brought me out. Him 368, him 368, he brought me out. <coughs> Help me out. the man. rock to stay, he puts a song in my soul today, a song of praise, hallelujah, got a question on the chorus, who's the he in the chorus, who, Jesus Christ, Christ. okay so on this last verse we'll sing the verse on the chorus, instead of saying he, let's say Jesus, let's call his name. We all know who Jesus is. There may be some out there in the internet world, YouTube, live stream, or whatever. They're like, who is he? He brought me out. Who is he? Let's tell them. Jesus. Okay? So on the chorus, instead of saying he, we're going to say Jesus. Okay? Here we go. Last verse. Here we go. I'll sing of his wonderful mercy to me. I'll praise him till all men his goodness shall see. I'll sing of salvation home and abroad too many shall hear the truth and trust in God. Jesus! Oh uh, Jesus brought me out of the muddy clay. Jesus set my feet on the rock to stay. Jesus puts a song in my soul today. a song greet each other at this time.
2: Trusting through a stormy way Even when my faith is small Trusting Jesus that is all Trusting as the moments fly Trusting as the days go by trusting him whatever befall trusting Jasper wall Trusting Jesus that Is all Trusting As the moments Fly Trusting as the Days go by Trusting Him Whatever befall Trusting that Amen. Is all. Amen.
3: <laughs> Exodus. Exodus chapter ten. We'll pick up kind of where we left off two Sundays ago, talking about the compromises that um Pharaoh offered Moses about. Uh, you know, what God told him to do. And that. And by the way, uh, you know, the Pharaoh, Satan, still does that. He still offers compromises to what God would have us to do, all right? If you found your place in uh, Exodus chapter 10, verse 8, say amen. amen. And Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said unto them, Go serve the Lord your God, but who are they that shall go? And Moses said, We will go with our young, with our old, with our sons, with our daughters, with our flocks, and with our herds. We will go, or excuse me, will we go, for we must hold a feast unto the Lord. And he said unto them, Let the Lord be so with you, as I will let you go, and your little ones, look to it, for evil is before you. Real nice of him, think about that, isn't it? Not so, go now ye that are men, and serve the Lord, for... Uh, that ye did desire and they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence and the Lord said unto Moses stretch out thine hand over the land of Egypt or uh, the locusts and and we go on through there then you call verse 16 it says then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste and he said I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you now therefore forgive I pray thee my sin and uh, only this once and entreat the Lord uh, for God that he may take away from me this death only and he Went out from Pharaoh and entreated uh, for the Lord, and then look in verse twenty-one. You see another uh, a plague comes, but but then as you continue reading, if you look down in verse twenty-six, and it, uh, again uh, Pharaoh offers them a compromise in verse twenty-four, but verse twenty-six, uh, Pharaoh, uh, Moses says, "Our cattle also shall go with us," and so Moses, and we're going to see this, is offered another compromise about how they're going to go worship after God's already told them how to do it. Uh, 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 Pharaoh offers him a compromise instead. We're going to look at that and see what Moses' answer was. Father, I pray that you'll bless. And again, Lord, we uh, we want to go back through these things and see how uh, Moses was offered a compromise from Pharaoh, Lord, about doing what you had already commanded them to do. So Lord, help us, Lord, this afternoon. Uh, Help us to stay focused on you for the next few minutes, Lord, and we'll be mindful to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, we started or left off the message last time uh, uh, on the compromises that Pharaoh had offered to Moses concerning let the Israelites go. and, uh, and, and, And remember, God wanted him to go three days' journey out into the wilderness to worship. And so we saw that Mo, our Pharaoh, offered that compromise for them to go, but <clears throat> but you know, just don't go very far. If you look back, I believe it's in chapter eight, in verse twenty-eight. He said, "I'll let you go, but don't go very far." And then he offers another uh, compromise, and in other words, he says, "Don't go all in." Uh, for the most part, I'm going to let you compromise, but but do it this way. Well, and we learned there was three things about the compromise that Pharaoh offers, and we learned that compromise never helps God's work, but it always helps Satan's work. Always. We talked last week or last time about Pharaoh's compromise, again, as to the place and the passion of worship, and if you look in verse 8 and and through verse 11, we're going to see the people that's involved, Pharaoh asks in chapter 10 and verse 8 he asked Moses he said who are they that shall go in other words who they who's going to go worship well when Moses told Pharaoh that the children would be going as well as the others I mean he named everything Pharaoh objected to that and and said in verse 10 he said uh, in 11 I'll let you go and or but your little ones look to it for evil is before you not so go now ye that are men and serve the Lord. So Pharaoh's third compromise is going to limit those who are involved in worship. <clears throat> and by the way, the devil has always tried to limit the number of people involved in worshiping God. Yeah, yeah. And he does that today. If you, if, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to make a jab uh, at people, but listen, you can see that by looking at who's here and who's not. How the, how the attendance goes about half from Sunday morning to Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And we could find any kind of excuse that we want not to come back. Yeah. But th- no excuse is good enough. Right. And all God's people can say, yeah. amen. So uh, Satan has always tried to limit the number of people involved in worshiping God. Uh, I asked our men a few weeks ago if they... Uh, what they thought about the average size of an independent Baptist church. And and by the way, the average size of an independent Baptist church is about 75 people, average. Uh, A lot of folks think it's bigger, but it is not bigger than that. Central Park, by the way, is going to where we're above average in our attendance. amen. Amen, and I thank God for that. And, and uh, I mean, if you have a congregation of around 150, 200 people in an independent Baptist church, you're a pretty good-sized church. Amen. But you know what? That's okay. I don't mind being above average. I mean, I'm above average in my height. I'm above average in my good looks. Amen. In my intelligence. If you don't believe me, just ask me, Brother Coy. I mean, I'll be glad to let you know. I mean, but I, you, you follow me? Listen, so why can't. By, by the way, why can't we be above average as a church in everything that we do? Why, why not? I mean, the world uh, wants to put us down and, as a church, and they want to keep us uh, under their thumb, so to speak, and, but listen, we don't have to be like that. I was, I was talking to our teachers and workers yesterday about praying that God would help every member of this church realize the potential of Central Park Baptist Church. Yeah. Amen. Listen, you understand that uh, when our children uh, were little and, you know, and they're getting a little bit older, listen, we recognize the potential that our children have. Yeah. And we recognize the potential in, in what area they excel in. Amen. And what do we do when we recognize that potential? Oh, you don't do that, man. You're, you just settle and be below average. It's okay. I mean, after all, when you grow up, you want to be an underachiever. Hey, man, no, that's not what we do. We encourage them. Hey, you can do this. no, wait a minute, you you're good at that. Why don't you stay after? Listen, why can't we do that as a church? listen, we need to understand the potential that we have here in Central Park Baptist Church. There's no telling what God can do through this church, I'm talking about the people, if we simply try to encourage one another, listen, that it can be done. Amen. Amen. Uh, but Satan tries to thwart that and tries to keep people uh from 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 being a part of that. And so here we see again Pharaoh. He he tried to stop the children, women, and and the older folks from worshiping. Notice first the children. Pharaoh tried to convince Moses that he's You know, he's trying to protect them. He's looking out for the children. That's what he's trying to, you know, that's what he's trying to portray here. He's in a sense saying, Listen, I'm telling you, the wilderness trip, oh, that's way too far dangerous for the kids. You know, after all, those children, they're too small, they're too fragile for the trip, and 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 and, and by the way, we hear stuff like this today. The philosophy today, think and, and think about this, is to protect our children. Amen. Yeah, that's okay. But listen, but sometimes we try to protect our children from anything that we might think is too difficult for them. And I am not convinced that that's a good thing. Amen. Listen, we want to protect our children from situations that might seem too tough for them. Uh, We don't want our children to do without anything. Think about it. But the reality is, here. listen close, it, it, the reality is that it's really that the doing without, it, it, it's that that teaches them to be responsible with what they have. Right. Amen. Right. Tough times teach us how to deal with situations and how to problem solve. Right. We sing that song. Listen, if we didn't ever have a problem, how would we know that he could solve them? So, listen, it works. It's a principle today that I think we need to get back to. We, we, you know, I I tried to do the very best that I could for my kids, just like you did, but there's often times it's like, no, you're not going to get that. Amen. Sometimes doing without is a good thing. Yeah, amen. Amen. I was telling my, I was thinking back to my own childhood about how me and my brother, we would have boat races. Out in front of our house when we lived in San Angelo, Texas, the water would run. You know, you had the, the curbs that had a little gu- uh, valley thing in them, and the water would get in there and run down, and it would run down to the end of the street and make a big pond. Amen. Yeah. Hey, drainage wasn't like it is today. I mean, in fact, when we moved to, uh, to Carrollton, and we were driving down the alleys, and they're paved. I'm thinking, my, man, these are, these are better than the roads up in Pampa. I mean, our alleys in Pampa were grass and gravel and dirt and rock. But we got out on those days, and me and my brother and we, you know, we saw the kids. They were outside playing in the rain with all kinds of other stuff. And, but we would have boat races, and, and we would make our own boats. I had the fastest boat in the neighborhood. I mean, I'm around six kids, and and it seemed like I was always winning. But I loved it. And you know what my boat was? It was a popsicle stick. <laughs> hey, man, that thing would hit a. A, a, a rock or something, it'd just bend and go around, follow the stream. It'd be right down the road. And, you know, I, and, and you know, we had the greatest fun with that stuff. We had no idea that, that we were, you know, didn't have much. But, listen, that's what's wrong with, I think, uh, uh, generations nowadays. Amen. And listen, our generation nowadays, uh, we've raised them up for the most part, and they they have that uh, entitlement mentality. They want to push the reset button. They want somebody else to take care of them. Amen. And so Pharaoh here is acting like he's interested in the children, but the reality is that he does not care. Can I tell you today, the world does not care about kids. They just want to get what they want, and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, the interesting thing here is that when the Israelites they get out in the desert, think about this. Pharaoh he saying, "No, don't go out. There's too tough for the kids. We want to keep them back." But when when eventually when the when the Israelites get out in the desert, who is the ones complaining? It's not the kids. It's not the kids that are saying the way is too hard, the way is too difficult. It's all the adults that are complaining. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, they, and by the way, it kept them from going into the promised land as a result. Uh, notice the parenting. We saw the children. Look at the parents. If the children are left behind like Pharaoh wants them to, then then somebody beside the parents is going to be taking care of them. Okay? We talked about this several weeks ago, and... That when about when God gives you something, then it's listen. It's your responsibility, my responsibility, to take care of it, not somebody else. And y'all still here? Say amen. Amen. Uh, But he says, but leave the children behind. He says, Pharaoh says, you leave the kids back here with us, and we will take care of them. It's like the world's saying, send them to the schools, we'll take care of them. Send them to the colleges. You know, church, you teach them like that, you, you know, you get them for, you know, 35, 40 minutes a, day on, a week. And, and then you go ahead and send, them, send your kids to us, to our schools, to our high schools, to our colleges. And, and we will make sure that they are taught right. Or like the government that says, no, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Listen, it's not, it's not the schools, the colleges, or the government. It's our responsibility to take care of what God gives for us. And all God's people can say amen. amen. So if Pharaoh had his way, watch this, the children, they would not have been allowed or even involved in attending the worship service. Because God said, listen, you go three days out into the desert and uh, you take all this with you, but, and you worship. But now Pharaoh says, you keep the kids. The kids can stay here. And, and, and guess what? And Now the children aren't involved in worship. Now I want you to catch this. I know that we have Sunday morning children's church. But now it's children's church. I've had churches called it junior church. They've called it super church. They've called it all kinds of things. But listen, in our junior church, they are taught and they are preached to. Amen. Which is a good thing. Uh, but listen, but on Sunday afternoons, our kids need to be in here. If they're not nursery age, they need to be in here. They're going to wiggle. Amen. They're going to, listen, they're going to get bored. Amen. But they need to be in here, and they need to learn how to worship with their parents. It's a Bible principle. See, God told Moses, listen, you go out here three days, but you take the kids, the men, and you take everything with you. Listen, it's okay. Our children need to learn how to be in here and worship with the adults and with their parents. Worship is a family thing. Amen. Uh, When they come in here, they need to be taught. Train them up. It's what the Bible says. They need to be taught how to be still. I get it. They're kids. They need to be taught how not to go to the bathroom during the preaching. Amen. Uh-huh. Amen. And, by, and and like I said, when they're going to get bored, they get bored with sitting. Uh, kids aren't used to being still. Amen. Uh, they're they're not. They get you know they they're not used to being still, whether it's uh, physically or mentally. Uh, I mean, look at what's going on nowadays. Everything is fast moving. Even the everything on the TV or our kids walking. I saw kids in the restaurant y- yesterday. They came in with their parents. They sit down. They plop their iPad up here, and me- they never one time paid any attention to their parents. Listen, but they when they come in here, they need to learn how to to listen and pay attention. And Miss White tries to give them some things that will help them. And but it's all biblically oriented, and all God's people say Amen. And, and by the way, when when kids get uh, you know wiggly and they want to get up, what what better way for them to be able to get up than to say, Daddy, I need to go to the bathroom. Works every time. <laughs> amen. You know, I used to try that with my mama and daddy when I was little, and you know what they say? You should have went when you had time. <laughs> you know, you. but now you can just wait until we get through. Amen. I know there's emergence. I get all that. But at some point, we still got to teach them. Amen. Uh, but here's Pharaoh. He said, no, you leave them back, all right? And by the way, the invitation is not the time to leave either. That's the most disruptive place you can leave that you can, uh, that uh, in a worship service that people can leave is during invitation. Listen, it quenches the Holy Spirit immediately because the first thing happens, the Holy Spirit could be working on somebody. Someone gets up from here, even in the back, and they go out. Listen, I'm telling you, Satan makes sure that those that are under conviction notice that kind of stuff. We've got to be careful. We've got to make sure that everything is focused on the Lord and allowing the Holy Spirit of God to work in the people's heart during the invitation. Notice the participating part. Look in verse 9. Moses didn't give in. And I like this. He was steadfast, unmovable. He didn't give in to Pharaoh's compromise. It says, Moses says, We will go with our young, with our sons, and with our daughters. Now watch this. It says, Moses says, look at the very first word in, in verse 9 here. I want you to see this. It says, and Moses said, what's the next word? We. we. Listen, I've always said this is a we thing here at Central Park, not a me thing. It's a we thing. Amen? The participation of the children, uh, watch, depended on the participation of the parents. Moses said, we will go. And, folks, it's our responsibility to our children to lead them. If we don't lead our children, somebody will. Right. Amen. They may not, listen, it's, it, they may not always stay in church when they grow up. They may not always be what, you know, we want them to be when they, listen, but as long as, you know, I can hear my mom and my dad in my ears right now. As long as you are in my house and you put your feet under my table, are y'all parents still here? Yeah, amen. You're going to do what I say. Listen, our our kids need when they're growing up. It's our responsibility to them to lead them. It's our and, and we do it because we love them. Amen. amen. Notice in verse 26, the possessions for worship. It says our cattle also shall go with us and they're not sh- not there shall not and hoof be left behind for therefore we must take to serve the Lord our God and we know not with what we must serve the Lord. Until we come hither. Now, this is important. This compromise had to do with Israel's possessions taken with them to worship. It was made to Moses during the plague of darkness. And you go back and read all this. Pharaoh gave a little more ground here because uh, he's, you know, because he's allowing the children to go. But, He doesn't want Israel to take their possessions. He wants them to leave their flocks and their herds. And and by the way, the compromise of them leaving their flocks, their herds behind, will greatly affect Israel's service to God. In order, They cannot worship God the way God wants them to if they don't take their, their herds with them. Look in verse 24. Look back with me. I want you to see it. It says, And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. So Pharaoh said, okay, listen, uh, you take the kids, you know, but you leave your herds behind. Satan is trying, he always does this. This is his tactic. He's trying to convince people not to give of their possessions in worship. This disables you in your worship. Let me say it again. When we fail to give our possessions in worship, it disables you in worship. Amen. If the Israelites didn't take their animals, they cannot offer sacrifices to God. If You you see that. And Christians today have fallen prey to Satan's compromise here in this area. If folks come to church, many do, but then there's quite a few that when they come, they don't give. And if they do give... They don't give the way God asked for them to give. Amen. You remember what God told Moses? God told Moses to not bring something that was lame or blemished. God says, listen, don't offer a sacrifice to me that's lame. You put them up over here and you watch them for seven days and make sure that there's no spot, there's no blemish in there. And then when that sacrifice has passed this test and, and it is the perfect sacrifice with no spot or no blemish, then you offer that to me. Well, listen, when I was thinking about that, uh, God says, I don't want something that's second. I don't want a second. I don't want a third. He said, I want the very best. Yet God's people today seem to want to bring something to God that's blemished. Uh, we don't want to come. We want to come and, and offer a little bit. We don't want to get all the way in. And listen, that's a, exactly what Pharaoh was trying to tell the Moses here and the people. This And and I think you know this, that the reason Central Park is able to move forward is because people uh, uh, have a heart to give of their tithes and offerings. That's how we're able to do this. Amen. If you tithe and give, say Amen. Listen. The reason why we're able to keep the heaters on is because of folks' tithes and offerings. The reason why we're able to send uh, to to help people on the mission field to see souls saved and 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 pray. Listen, is because people are willing to give of their tithes and offerings into the missions. The reason we are able to pay down our debt is because people are willing to give over and above their tithes and offerings. Praise the Lord. And by the way, that's going well. Uh, it's because people are willing to give. But if you want to worship right, if you want to worship the way God wants you to worship, then you're going to have to be willing to give the way God wants you to give. Yeah. Look, in verse, uh, cha- cha- look back in chapter 5 and verse 1. Uh, the, the delight in the service. And, and if you look back there in chapter 5 and verse 1, you'll see that, God instructed the Israelites to have a feast in the wilderness, all right? Now, a feast speaks of joy and it also speaks of delight. But if Israel, right here, if they leave their flocks and herds behind, guess what? There's not going to be any feast. Uh, And if there's no feast, there's no joy, there's no delight in their worship. And, the, you know, it's like the old saying, you, you're only going to get out what you're willing to put in. Yeah. Listen, if you want to have joy and delight when you come to church to worship, then you're going to have to be willing to be a cheerful giver. Amen. You're going to have to be willing to give the way God wants you to give. We can't, uh, we can't come to church and tip God. You know? I mean... I, I mean, some about, some waitress, waiters and waitresses make 18%. Yeah, yeah. God only asked 10. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very reasonable, amen? But you see how, what's going on? God says, do it this way. And Pharaoh is going to Moses and saying, you know, I, I know you want to worship and that's, that's well and good. But one, don't be a fanatic about it. Yeah. You know, don't get all in. You know, I know he said go three days, but I tell you what, just go a little ways. Go, go, go one day. And Moses said, no, we're not doing that. If we go, we're going three days. Oh, okay, well, if you're going to be a fanatic about that, if you're going to be legalistic about it, if you're going to be fundamental about it, one of them old fundamental Baptists, this, this, okay, you go ahead and go three days. But, you know, it's, it, that wilderness is pretty treacherous out there. Uh, leave them behind and we'll take care of them you know one of the worst things i think churches can do today is have uh worship services for teenagers apart from main worship listen i've seen some of them and i'm telling you brother it is it's like a rock and roll concert Uh, and in fact i've been to some rock and roll concerts that are a whole lot more tame than some of the so-called worship services yeah. Listen, dangerous thing. Dangerous thing. Bible says listen a child left to themselves will bring shame to their parents. Yeah. And so we see that Pharaoh offers another sacrifice or another compromise. Listen, you leave the kids. And then Moses says, no, listen, we're, we're taking the kids with us. We're taking the little ones. We're taking the really old ones. And we're taking the in-between ones. They're all going. Okay, well, if you want to go three days and if you want to take everybody with you, that's okay. But, you know, it's a pretty tough journey with all them people. So i tell you what, instead of trying to, you know, instead, if you're taking all them, just leave all your herds back here. We'll make sure they're all right. We'll, we'll take care of them. We'll feed them for you. We'll make sure they're housed up, you know. And in other words, don't worship. You know, you go out there and do that part of worship, but you hang back, keep your possessions. And and, and this is important. I want you to see this. If the Israelites go into the wilderness to worship, and if they leave their flocks and their herds behind them, it won't be long. They'll be back in Egypt. Yeah. I mean, Pharaoh knows this, and that's why he's proposed it. And Satan uses the same tactics on God's people. Lack of sacrifice reveals lack of interest. I, heard, I mean, at times if you had somebody say, you know, preacher, you can worship out at the lake. You can. Yeah. You can worship out at the golf course. That's, you, you can. You know. I mean, I've hit some bad shots and I've prayed over them. <laughs> but you know what? You go out there to all them places and you know you know where your interest is going to be it's not going be it's not going to be where you should be you, you remember the place is one of the things that that uh, uh, Pharaoh offered the compromise he said, listen don't worship where God wants you to worship. you just go a day you just go two days but listen th- it's the place that makes the difference. Right. you know the Bible says forsaking not the assemble of ourselves together of manner some is listen that in other words, the church assembles. Right here in this place. In fact, God said on the first day of the week, let him lay by and store that which God hath prospered him. Well, if you're going to lay by and store and give of your tithes and offerings in worship, you're going to have to be there on the day that God wants you to worship. Amen. God, I mean, God's prescribed all this. But here's Pharaoh. He said, no, wait a minute. You leave this all behind. Listen, and so he's trying to get them to not be focused on, on what God wants them to focus on. So leave all this behind. That's exactly the way the devil does. A lot of Christians today have left a lot of stuff out in the world, and it draws them right back into Egypt, so to speak. They see things that need to be done at home. Listen, you know what's happened? Their focus is not where it's supposed to be on the Lord's Day. The Bible says John was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. So he was in the right place. But, but Pharaoh says, listen, not, you know, just don't, don't quite get invested in this. And, and this is something else I told our teachers yesterday. Uh, it, it's not, I don't think it's just about being involved. I think it's also about being invested. Yeah. Amen? I, and I think all of us need to be invested in the things of God. So the reason a lot of Christians today aren't focused is, again, because they've left too much in the world. Look in verse 26. We see the dedication for service. Moses said to Pharaoh, we know not with what we must serve the Lord until we come thither. In other words, he told Moses, or told Pharaoh that they have to take everything they have with them because they don't, they're not going to know until they get where God wants them to be. Out there in the wilderness, they're not going to know what God wants them to do. Uh, let me show you two things. First, the preparation for service. Taking everything into the wilderness says that Moses wanted to be adequately prepared uh, to serve the Lord, to worship God exactly the way God wanted him to worship. Okay? Um, preparation is a lot of things. You know you know as well as I do, there's projects that uh, when you, uh, for example, when you do this uh, uh, stuff on the wall called splatter drag or whatever you call it, I'm telling you that stuff gets everywhere. Brother Frank, you know what I'm talking about. I mean it's uh, the preparation. I you get it's uh, monotonous, it's boring. I I I mean I hate it. You got to tape everything off. You got to sand all the seams. You got to make sure that 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 everything is smooth on the edges because as soon as you spray that stuff on there, one it's going to show all the blemishes. But if you don't have everything taped up and taped off, that stuff will get everywhere. I mean, places that you think you're cleaning up and it's like, oh man, how did that get over here? I don't know how it does, but I'm telling you, it gets there. And, and it's all about the preparation. And if you prepare right, then the end result is also going to be right. And it's the same thing when we worship, it's all about preparation. Listen, worship just doesn't happen on Sunday. There's a preparation involved. There's prayer time. There's devotion time. There's time that's spent on our knees. There's time I spent, like, for the example, for the choir when they come back at 1 o'clock and they practice for a half an hour when the singers practice with Brother Will for their song. Listen, there's some preparation time involved. Why? Because they want the end product uh, to be honoring and pleasing to Almighty God. And it's the same way for us. Um, Today, though, we think of preparation a lot, think maybe that, well, preparation is when we go to seminary or or when we, uh, you know, do all these other things. But listen, it's not all about that. There's also the preparation of the heart and the spirit. The Bible says, they that worship God must worship me in what? Spirit and truth. Listen, it's about our heart. We have to be willing to give God whatever he asks. And when we come in here, we need to bring it all with us. Amen. Um, You remember the rich young ruler? I mean, uh, the Lord said, go sell everything, come follow me. You know what the Bible says he did? He went away sorrowful because he had much goods. Uh, He wasn't willing to give. Listen, a lot of Christians never live up to God's calling because they're unwilling to yield everything to God. There's the preparation. But then there's the revelation. Look what Moses said. He also says... Uh, we know not with what we must serve the lord until we come thither that means that the will of god regarding israel's service would not be revealed when they got or, or would would be revealed only when they got in the wilderness to worship when they got to the place that god had called them to worship when they brought everything with them. You know, I, don't, I do not believe that if they would have went there, if they would have compromised with Moses in any way, God would have never revealed his will to them. Never. Why? Because they didn't come the way God told them to come. And it's the same thing with me and you. Until we come the way God wants us to come, we can hold this back. We can hold th- We can hold some of our time back. We can hold some of our talent back. We can hold some of our tithe back. We can, so- we can hold back anything we want. But listen, but I promise you, you will never know the will of God for your life until you come all in. Yeah, that's exactly what we see. God, he says, Moses says, we won't know until we come thither. And once they got where God had called them to be, then God would further instruct them as to what he wanted them to do. I told somebody again the other day, listen, you can't steer a bicycle if it's sitting still. You keep moving for God, and God will direct you where he wants you to go. But you better be all in. God's word, as I said this morning, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And we're going to have to obey God every step of the way, just like Moses Moses, re, re, he was obedient to God every step. He didn't fudge in one. He said, no. Nope. He said, we're taking the kids. We're taking the adults. We're taking the older adults. We're taking the sheep. And he said, not a hoof will be left behind. You know, to me, I'm thinking, I guess Moses was thinking, if they cut off a leg on one of them cows, guess what? He's taking it with them. He said, everything going. Listen, no matter what we want behind, God requires all of us, everything about us, to go where he wants us to go in order to worship him in the right way. And all God's people can say amen. Father, help us, Lord. I pray, Father, that you'd help us to be as Moses was, to be steadfast, unmovable. Lord, Satan is always offering us compromises in our worship. And many there be, Father, that give in to compromise. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, uh, to be steadfast. Help us, Father, to um, understand and realize the potential of Central Park Baptist Church. If we had just, if we would only, uh, just give in, Lord, and be an encouragement to one another, but be obedient each step of the way that you call us. Thank you, Father, for those that are here today. Thank you, God, for, uh, for your many blessings. But I pray, dear God, that you would really. Lord help Central Park to uh, wake up. That you'd help us, Father, not compromise. That you'd help us, Father, to give everything that we have and and just be trust trust Lord. Just trust you in what you'd have us to do to be faithful to you, God, in all things. Lord, I give you praise for it. Lord, give this invitation. I pray, God, that your hand of favor be upon us, Lord, as a church, and Lord, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand and while we just sing the first day